Welcome to the Confident Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly D. Parker, speaker, consultant, and self-proclaimed introvert who stumbled upon the cheat code to captivate audiences and command any room. Each week on this show, I'll share tips and tools to inspire you to communicate with power, charisma, and awaken your most confident self. Let's get started. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Confident Speaker Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. And I'm even more excited about the special guest that I have for you. Today, I'm talking to Odell Bazell, professional speaker and coach, and he is telling us all about how to become a successful and paid professional speaker. Odell has been speaking professionally since 2008, and he specializes in helping people understand how to market themselves so they can be successful and make more money. I met Odell randomly on Instagram just a couple of weeks ago, but let me tell you, he is a wealth of information and a valuable resource, and I knew that I had to bring him to you. So if you've ever wondered how to start a speaking business, or if you're already speaking and wondering what is it going to take to get you to the next level, you are about to find out. So stay tuned. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Odell Bazell. Odell Bazell, how you doing today? Living the dream. I feel like, you know what? This is like deja vu. You know what is I mean? It? It's like it's like I it's like I've seen you somewhere before. <laughs> you think? You know what? I was thinking it's really a miracle that I got you on the show. You know okay. why? Why? I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. Because the first time I talked to you, you alluded to the possibility that I might be crazy. You that, remember that? No, that that's not how I remember it. How do I you remember, remember it? it by saying to you, "Oh, like you're a real person." Like, cool. No, I didn't know if cuz no, you know, no, in no. Instagram and and those your listeners know, there's some weirdos out there. So That's true. I got to be very very guarded about that, but you were as genuine as you know your messages and so i'm just glad that uh, you were able to find some time for me well thank you you're right there are some crazies out there but what you said to me was <laughs> i normally don't fool with people off the internet See, that's why, what you told me I didn't, even to, old stuff? I didn't even get to introduce myself good i was like dang i can't even give give him a little elevator pitch she's talking about you might be crazy because oh i met you randomly God. off the internet <laughs> no i'm teasing you but um seriously i'm in a season where i'm just grateful to meet good people and you're good people so i'm just grateful to have some time to pick your brain and learn more about you so first of yeah. all let us know who you are who is odell Bazell, and what do you do yeah. So, uh, in, in short, and again, I'm, I'm grateful, thankful, uh, to be, um, you know, be able to share for your audience. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, me real simple. I'm, uh, I'm a communicator. I'm a speaker and a writer. Uh, I've been doing this work, uh, since 2008. And, um, I have really just, just been about the, the business of, speaking and writing to inspire people. And it really all started, Kelly, gosh, when I graduated from uh, college, um, a little bit before that. But when I graduated, the day I graduated, 
Dr. Daryl Pond, may he rest in peace, uh, my public speaking professor, came up to me and he asked me the question that everybody asks, you know, newly uh, new graduates. Right. What are you going to do now? Uh, What job are you going to get? And I had no idea. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't, you know, have a plan after college other than I need to do something to make some money. And he said, you should be a professional speaker. Now, at 22, I had, you know, I'd seen some people speak before, but I didn't know it was like a thing. I didn't know it was an industry. And um, and so he really in- introduced me to it. And he, he told me that I had the talent to do it. I just needed to figure out a message. I needed to figure out an audience and, and all that. And so then I just went on that journey. And uh, 2008, I did my first paid talk. Um, kind of, you know, really fumbled through life after that, um, and tried to figure the business out, tried to figure marketing out. And 2013, I went full time, but I wasn't ready. Um, <laughs> wasn't ready to go full time, but you know, uh, sometimes things work out, and I'm fortunate that they did. I really figured out the business of speaking, the business of communicating marketing, really figured that out, I would say 2016 or so. And uh, now, you know, here we are uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars later, uh, hundreds of clients later, and uh, I'm on your show. That's right. That's right. Well, congratulations. I feel like that's amazing. And it's really an inspiration to so many people. So you were talking about the business of speaking. I know one thing that I've come to realize is that Speaking well and getting booked as a speaker are not the same. They're totally different. And that, you know, starting out when I was a young whippersnapper, you know, when uh, when when you have a public speaking professor like I did, Mm -hmm. who was like everything that you would expect him to be like outgoing, all that stuff. And he pulled me over to the side and said, you know, out of my 25 years, Odell, you were one of the best you know, uh, speakers in my class that I remember. And I'm like, yo, okay, shoot. I, <laughs> I must've been born for this. So right. getting out there, getting on stage, feeling that I'm in my element, you know, he led me to Toastmasters and, uh, some other studying and, you know, I'm there amongst, you know, people that are twice my age and I'm, you know, just doing my thing. I'm like, man, I got this. This is going to be easy. As soon as I speak, people are going to yeah. see it and they're going to be like, we want him. We want him. Right. Mm-mm. It did not work like that. It it was the exact opposite. It seemed for me, I would go in and, you know, my primary lane when I first started was the college market. Mm-hmm. And so I would see other speakers and I'm like, they paying that person. Shoot, That's, right. I, that's easy, but it wasn't yeah. like, it, it really wasn't. And for years, Kelly, not like for a few months, for years, I, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing wrong. I, yeah. Like I didn't know. And it wasn't until I really started to understand marketing that I got a leg up in the business. Um, and so for, if you all are interested in getting into, you know, professional speaking or, or any type of business, I always say marketing, 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 and marketing is so multifaceted in and of itself. And I just give this suggestion uh, before we move to the next point. If you're a speaker, you solve problems with your voice. Yeah, that that's what you do. And so in order for you to 
market yourself, you need to identify the problems that you're actually solving and you need to identify the market who you're solving them for. That's the biggest thing um, because it's not just like we're not in the speaking business. Mm-hmm. Um, what I always say, we're in the event planning business. We are a vendor in the event planning business. And so we need to understand most of our clients don't create events around us. Yeah. They create events, then they invite us. Mm-hmm. And so how do we get on the invitation list? We need to identify, okay, what problem are they solving for this event? Um, if it's the beginning of the year event, they want to kick off something, you know, there's a problem I can solve there. If it's a training, if it's a workshop, there's a problem that I can solve and address there. And so when you're marketing, when you're reaching out, you're not just saying, hi, my name is Odell. You should hire me. Yeah. You're saying, oh, hi, Kelly. You are an executive at this company. You are. Are you all look, looking at what's going on with, with the Black Lives Matter and racial injustice? Is this something that you're addressing? Mm. And so then I'm giving you the question and then you through that email or through that conversation, you can say, yeah, like we actually do need to address this or, oh, snap. I didn't even know this was going on like that, that can. And so you're you're being a resource versus being a a telemarketer or somebody like that. Oh, that's good. That's good. So I want to repeat what you said. You said that as speakers, we saw problems with our voice. Correct. And I think that's so good because we have to differentiate between the problem for the audience versus what maybe me as a person, what I want to talk about. Yep. That's huge. Oh, that's so big. Can I, can I jump in real quick? Oh yeah. So when I first, you know, got into speaking, it was like, you know, what are you going to talk about? Right. And I was super young. I really didn't have any quote unquote experience. I mean, mm-hmm. 22. And if you're listening to this and you're in your early twenties, it's okay. You don't know anything about life yet, but you're learning. Like you're, you're yeah. learning. And I don't mean that in an offensive way, but right. at 22, I didn't know like what it was like to be a parent. I didn't know what it was like to pay bills on my own. Like Mm -hmm. I really didn't know a lot. So when I was trying to figure out what I was going to talk about, I was like, well, I can help college students figure out what they want to do. Because that's something that they're always struggling with. The issue with that was I didn't identify the events that were put together and the, the, the person or the group that holds the bag. So uh, they have career centers on college campuses that help students do that. That's solving mm-hmm. a problem. So why would they pay somebody like me? Yeah, I didn't identify. Okay. Well, this is a department that is dedicated to helping students. So I didn't have a way to partner with the career service department or underserved populations on campus. Like I didn't, I didn't have a way to identify that group and I didn't have a way to find out where the money was. And Mm. so if you're, if you're trying to figure out that problem or you're trying to balance it around, this is what I want to talk about. Look Mm -hmm. at what they're paying for. Like look at what, what problems they're paying for solutions for then fit your message in there. And what what will happen, Kelly, and I know you've probably experienced this too, Mm -hmm. 
Mm. People will book you and then they'll be like, yo, what you going to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Versus they don't come to you like, oh, my gosh, I really want you to talk about this in your blog. It was very specific. They'll Mm. do that sometimes. But usually they'll book you as an individual, as a person, because they like your personality, like, you know, the way you present things. And then they'll say, hey, what what do you want to talk about? And mm. then you can interject your message into a subject matter that needs to be addressed with the audience. That's good. So would you say that marketing is the key to getting booked as a speaker? It, it is the a thousand percent like secret. Yeah, it, it is. If you're a great marketer and you're a mediocre presenter, you'll still get paid well versus if you're a mediocre marketer with an outstanding presentation, you won't get paid as much. And I know that I know how that sounds, right? Yeah. I know, I know it sounds like, well, it's easy to put together marketing. It's just, you know, uh, smoke and mirrors. It's just all this and all that. It's like, you need to have substance behind, you know, what you are actually marketing. I'm not suggesting that you need to be, you know, um, a swindler or you need to be tricking people into doing anything but the people that market the best Mm -hmm. are the ones that win in business it's Mm -hmm. not the best product if you listen to music if you listen to there there's just a tons of different examples in our world where the best isn't always the one that's the most successful Mm -hmm. so as a speaker when you're coming into this business you do have to get your subject matter down. You do have to get your your content, your presentation, get all that stuff right. Mm-hmm. Seek somebody out that helps with that. I know Kelly helps with that. So make sure you seek somebody like her out, if not her. But you also need that marketing component. You need yep. that marketing component. And that's why I started Impact Speaker Academy, because I saw it. I was like, man, I'm at, at, at the I've been in the business since 22. I'm 35 now. I was on stage probably a little better at 25 because mm-hmm. I ne- I didn't use any like visual aids, any PowerPoints or nothing. It was just me and a mic. Right. So I was probably better on stage, but now like I'm, I'm a thousand times better because I continue to grow, but where I'm really better is marketing. Mm. That's, that's where I'm really better and so now all the things start to accumulate and it's like, oh, we remember seeing you when you were trash 10 years ago, um, <laughs> but you're still doing this. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. I've had clients do that to me before. They're like, wow, Dale, you're getting better. And I'm like, better? Getting, getting better? <laughs> oh, okay. But that's what we want. And the yeah. better you get, the more you can charge. But marketing, to answer your question, Kelly, mm-hmm. absolutely Marketing, 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 marketing is the key. Yeah, such good insight. So what mistakes do you see new and emerging speakers making? Whew, new mistakes. Well, I'm I'm going to I'm gonna use some of the mistakes that I used or that I that I um had, and then I'm gonna kind of put it together with what I see a lot of speakers doing. And the biggest mistake I see new speakers make, and I made this too, is is being a generalist at the beginning. 
because we see the, you know, the Les Browns, the Tony Robbins, the Eric Thomases, the, you know, um, Lisa Nichols and yeah. all this stuff. You see all these people and you're like, man, that was that was just a great 15 minute clip I saw on YouTube. Or that was just a great five minutes that they did on their Instagram or whatever. And we're like, well, they're just talking about, you know, motivational Monday. They're just they're they're just generalists. So I'm going to come in and I'm going to, you know, what? I'll teach how to overcome obstacles that every, we all need that how to overcome yeah. obstacles. And so we start very general and with the grind, right, with grinding, with reaching out through grace, <laughs> like you can yeah. fall into some things being a generalist. But in order to really crack whatever industry you're in, you have to be very, very specialized in the problem that you're solving and for whom you're solving it for. So I see new speakers, they don't they're just another empowerment speaker or they're another, they're just another motivational speaker. That's not what you should be. You're going to get called that anyway. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter if you call yourself a consultant, if you could, whatever you call yourself, people are going to say, Oh, they're a motivational speaker. Yeah, cool. Whatever. But you need to be specific again about who you're speaking to, what problem you're helping them solve. And you need to be specific about the content and how yours is different, how your process is different and what that looks like. So that that's one mistake. Being a generalist um, instead of a specialist at the beginning. Another one is um, in the way that they're reaching out. So right now we have so many uh, marketing messages coming at us. We have when we're scrolling, we see ads. When we watch TV, we see ads. Um, if we don't watch TV, we just do Netflix or Hulu or whatever. We might see ads depending on if we've got the paid subscription or not. So we see ads everywhere. Yeah. So our brains, because our brains are designed to help us survive, our brains have learned how to filter that stuff out. Mm -hmm. And so now we'll see stuff and we won't even see it unless it's like really cool and it pops up at us. What a lot of speakers do when they're reaching out is they reach out like an advertiser, like an advertiser. They reach yeah. out like a telemarketer. Like, hey, 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 do you, do you hire speakers? Do you hire speakers? Hey, 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 hey. Like, that's it. They're like the person in front of the uh, We Buy Gold uh, store spinning the sign. I'm like, hey, hey, how we doing? What we doing? No, you can't do that. You You can't do that now. Back in the day, you really couldn't do that unless you had a whole lot of money and you reached out a lot. Uh, but I remember, uh, Kelly, I would BCC and that's blind carbon copy. Mm -hmm. I'd get a list of people. I'd copy and paste <laughs> in Gmail and just, hey, I'm Odell Bazell. I'm young and I wrote a book and you should bring me into your school. What are you doing? Yeah. And a lot of speakers do that still. They mm. still do that. So don't do that. Here's what you should do instead. And it goes back to finding the problem, uh, finding a solution that you bring to the table. If I wanted to target um, schools, and I'll just I'll, I'll just use that example because it's fresh in my mind. I wanted to target schools, then I would target a specific uh, department that I knew 
uh, brought in speakers for money. So you got to do your research, whoever you want to speak to, whatever, find out where the money is. And so if I was to do like new student programs, a lot of schools, when students come in to their school, you know, they need some kind of indoctrination process. They need them to be motivated, Mm -hmm. you know, upbeat and all that stuff. So I would say, what are problems that the students are facing? And I would create some content around that. So if you go off to college and a lot of students, even in the midst of everything that's going on as of this recording, they're still going off to college. Mm -hmm. They're just going to be in their dorm rooms uh, doing distance learning a lot, but they're still going off to college. You get homesick. You go from high school. If you're going from high school to college, well, your study habits got to change a little bit. Your mindset has to change. So I would pick something that I could do, add a list to it, like, say, seven ways students can cure homesickness and get straight A's. Mm. Just something like that and send it to that decision maker and say, hey, wouldn't this help? And just send helpful stuff. Yeah. And and what I, I call it, and it's in an ebook I, I wrote called Seven Mistakes That All College Speakers Make When Reaching Out to College Event Planners. Mm-hmm. I call it the 25% rule. Every fourth email, you actually ask if they're looking for a speaker. But that's after you give them three uh, no strings attached, content rich emails. Mm. That's it. And so if you do it like that, what happens is people are going to see it. And most people and I and I hope I hope your listeners get this, Kelly. Mm -hmm. Most people are going to ignore the stuff that you put out. That's right. Period. It doesn't matter if, if it's the cure to to all of the diseases. You got the you got the COVID vaccine in your email. You send it to a thousand people, they're not gonna open it. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. So so you've got to be mindful of that. But sending out that helpful content, I'm probably gonna see the subject line seven ways to oh, that's cute. That's nice. Let me save it. Mm-hmm. But if you continually share stuff like that, they'll be like, okay, what is Kelly talking about? Yeah. And they'll click it and they'll be like, wow, this is pretty helpful. This is pretty interesting. That's it. Because so many times we we act thirsty because we are thirsty, right? We want that check. Like we, I understand. I get it. But we've, we can't put off that type of vibe. We mm-hmm. have to let them know like, hey, and I call it the no game game. Like that's, that's how I got my wife. Like I, you know, it was like, oh, you know, oh, yeah, that's it, no game, game. It's like, oh, okay. If, if this doesn't work out, this is what I mean. If this doesn't work out, I'm okay, and yeah. you're okay, and yeah. we're still gonna be good apart from each other. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's the no game, game. It's like I'm not pushing up on you unless you say you want to be pushed up on, right? Mm-hmm. So with our clients, it's the same thing. Hey, I think this would help your people. No, I don't want it. Okay, let me go to the next person. And that's how it is. And so create some content that is helpful versus just raising your hand and saying, hey, do you hire speakers? That's just not. And the last thing I'll say um, about mistakes is a lack of consistency. Mm. Being consistent. This and I tell everybody uh, that I coach. If you want to be good at this type of business, you got to eat, sleep and breathe it. Mm. 
some form or fashion, you got to because it's hard and you're just not you're just not going to stick it out. And there and I also tell people there are also other ways you can make money. <laughs> so yeah. there's a whole lot easier ways um, that you can make money besides doing this. And so you got to be consistent, consistently put out helpful information, consistently show up. Um, even if it's just a selfie, oh, I'm reflecting on this weekend, it's going to be amazing. Can't wait to spend time with the family, whatever. Yeah. But consistently show up. That's a struggle people have with social media. They post for, you know, three weeks and they're like, nobody's liking my stuff. Mm. For three weeks. Come on. Yeah. yeah. When you, If you say three years, mm. then I'll be like that. And so. Uh, those are the mistakes that I say that, that a lot of new speakers make. Mm, that's good. Okay. Now I want you to give it to us straight. Okay. Oh boy. Can you do can you do that? I already know you can because you already told me that you don't fool people <laughs> like me. So I already know. I already know you keep it real. So I don't even need to ask you. <laughs> to my detriment a lot of times. To my detriment, I've kept it too real. Keeping it real has gone wrong for me. <laughs> But tell us straight, for somebody that's starting off as a new speaker, what can you expect to make from a financial standpoint in your first year? Huh. It's a tough question. Um, I would say that if we're talking, I'll, I'll go down a couple roads. If we're talking about after you get the subsequent online assets in place and you you know who you're targeting and stuff like that, Odell, I've never charged before. What can I charge? We'll go down that road. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, depending on time, so if you're doing an hour presentation, whatnot, the industry is usually, now I'm using air quotes for those of you that can't see me, usually you go from like an hour like a keynote that's just like an hour, hour and a half type thing. Then uh, you'll go like half day, which is like four hours Mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that. So depending on the time, I'm just going to do keynote to keep it simple, uh, like an hour to two hours or whatnot. You can easily start out with um, charging 1500 bucks. Now, granted, like I said, you have the subsequent online assets in place. You have a a demo reel, maybe you've got some testimonials and different things like that. Fifteen hundred easily, depending on the industry, easily fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. If you're doing more corporate stuff, more high level stuff, you can start out higher. It just depends. On the other road, I'll say if you're brand new, if you're listening to this and you just heard about Kelly and you're like, oh, my gosh, she's amazing. And I like this. And you don't have any context or you don't even have a reference to what you're offering. I would say speak, waive your speaking fee, waive your speaking fee. What's my speaking fee? Just start with the fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. But waive your speaking fee to get testimonials in that industry that you want to go into. Um, do that for a few times. You get a few good testimonials. Then you can you can jump right in. Like I know people, people that I've coached, they don't have websites. Mm-hmm. Now I, I, I didn't tell them to do that, but <laughs> they just <laughs> didn't have websites. But because they had done the work before, because they had testimonials, because they had people refer them, they were still getting work. So 
you can start out with 1500, but just know you need the subsequent assets. If you don't have those things yet, um, then for sure, waive your speaking fee. And so what that would sound like is if you have nothing, absolutely nothing. If I'm talking to Kelly and Kelly is a decision maker and she asked me what I charge, go ahead say that it helps with the role play. Go ahead. Okay. Say it, sure, sure. Um, Odell, how much do you charge? Oh, I'm so glad that you asked that. I'm just starting out. And so what I'd be willing to do for your group is, is to waive my speaking fee. Um, it's normally 1500, um, for an hour and a half up to an hour and a half, but I'll waive my fee. Uh, just want to be able to serve and, and really get out there and start building my clientele. So that's how that would go. Like mm-hmm. I don't have anything. So I'm going to say I'll waive my fee. And you also, this is just a quick negotiation tip. You never, ever, ever say I'll do it for free. It's a, it sounds like a minor tweak, but it's a big deal. You never say, oh, I'll do it for free. Mm. Say, I'll waive my fee. I'll waive my fee because the next time they come to you, if you say, oh, I'll do it for free, they'll be like, can you do it for free again? Like, yeah, can you hook yeah. us up again? It's like, I, I waived my fee the first time mm-hmm. for XYZ ABC, but this time it's it's going to be, you know, my fee, da, 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 da. Because then you have more uh, more social proof. You have more people saying, oh, wow, this person did an amazing job. So 1500 start out, um, but it can lead to different things. Um, but also, I'll add this last point before you go on, Kelly. Uh, you don't want to look at all the, the big, big fees that people get and kind of start basing your fee schedule around that. Mm-hmm. Because half of the people that say, oh, I get paid $10,000 to speak, they don't get paid that all the time. They right. probably got paid that like once or twice. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, this is this. I really like this. Um, Or I get paid $25,000. There are very, 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 very few people, especially that aren't famous, that get yeah. paid that. And And so don't get caught up in all of that. Don't mm-hmm. Don't pay attention to it. You'd be amazed at at the fee discrepancy, like for what people say they get paid and what they actually get paid. Wow. Wow. I was going to say to your point about waiving your fee, just keeping in mind that cash is not the only way that you can get paid for speaking. You know, you were talking about testimonials. You know, what if they're going to have a photographer or a videographer there? And if you get access to that that's a way of paying you that you can use moving forward to kind of get you to that next level. Absolutely. What is the one thing all speakers should be doing right now? Who right now? You mean like as of, as of this recording right Mm -hmm. now? Okay. I would say you need to get really, 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 really clear on what, industry you want to serve right now. So as of this recording, we're going through a global pandemic um, and a lot of stuff is going to be virtual. So for the next, I don't know, I don't want to, you know, I'm probably going to be wrong, but for the next year or so, 
a lot of in-person things are going to be canceled or scaled down or turn virtual. So if you know the industry that you're trying to serve, then all you need to do is pay attention, do your market research. That's what I call it. Market research, figure out, okay, what, what are they looking to solve? What, what are they putting together right now? Mm -hmm. Uh, What conferences are they putting together right now? What are they looking at? Uh, That's one thing that I think staying up on the news helps because you kind of see, okay, right now schools are preparing to have hybrid learning. Man, how could I help with that? So Mm -hmm. you figure out a way that you can help with that. Um, companies, uh, one of, one of, well, my best friend, he works for a health, uh, care system here in North Carolina. He said they're going to be virtual until January. Yeah. And so it's like, maybe I can help with the healthcare system or financial services. I noticed that my bank still hasn't opened up like little things like that. Figure out where you can serve. And then how you can do it. Remember, you solve a problem with your voice. Yeah. So how can you help? What can you offer? Um, so folk, I would say that's the biggest thing. Focus on that. Then once you figure that out, you might want to get some help. You want to get somebody like Kelly or somebody that coaches people to, to help them figure that out. Um, and then you start building out your content, mm-hmm. just how you can do it. Um, get a virtual, and I would say this is a bonus, get like a virtual setup, just something very simple. It doesn't take a lot of money. You don't have to, it doesn't have to take a lot of money. Um, if you, a good microphone, I don't remember how much my microphone costs because I bought it years ago, but I know Kelly's got a great mic. Um, I'm sure she can, you know, refer you to that, but mm-hmm. less than a hundred bucks, you know, for a mic, the camera uh, that and I know that we're just doing audio, but the camera that I have is a is an old um, Logitech C920. Like it, yeah. it's not a fancy camera. You get some lights. I got a little ring light around it and a lot of stuff. You can get all that stuff set up if you have a computer already for a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And so when you have that, then you're more likely you can put on your own events. You can That's do right. your own thing. Um, but biggest thing, again, focus on who you're serving and what problems you can solve for them. And then, you know, bonus, get you a virtual setup. That's huge. You know, you were talking about creating your own events. And what it brought to my mind was this is the time in history like never before to create your own opportunities. Like sometimes you just need to take the initiative to get online and speak, even though no one might have invited you to. Sometimes it takes that being in motion and people noticing you before some of those other opportunities come to light. So love that. So how has the pandemic affected your business? It, uh, it's actually opened up more opportunities. Um, I'm fortunate in a lot of ways. I was already shifting a lot of things to virtual, especially my coaching um, and different things like that. Mm-hmm. And I always offered like, and it, it really didn't pop, but I, it is going to very soon. I would always offer a virtual option like, hey, check out this presentation 
or I'll do a Zoom with, you know, the leaders or whatnot. Uh, so I, I always was uh, I was already starting to move towards this. So it wasn't a huge um, like shift as far as uh, logistically. Like I had the, you know, the the camera and the the lights and the setup and all that. I had all that stuff. The biggest thing business wise was waiting for my clients to get over the crap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because a lot of people, you know, and we're still going through it. We got good days, got bad days. If you have kids, sometimes the kids have good days. Sometimes the kids have bad days. Um, so going through all the emotions, um, I was texting back and forth with a friend and I was just catching up and I was like, how are you? And they're like, oh, I'm good. And like, how are you? I was like, all the feelings. Like I have them, all the feelings. Mm-hmm. So that caused my business. I would say for about a month and a half, Kelly, I just like chill. Like mm-hmm. I was like, man, maybe I'm about to drive Uber Eats. Uh, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I'm about to do something. Yeah. Because goodness gracious. Um, and when you have a little money in the bank, it seemed like time goes by faster. Like the month ends so much quicker. So I was like, man, I got to do something. But then yeah. clients started getting more familiar, more comfortable with virtual. So mm-hmm. uh, things have started to pick back up and uh, especially, you know, coaching as well. People, you know, right now is the perfect time to get into speaking, to get into offering your service virtually. It's the perfect time. Uh, so business is opened up a ton of opportunities uh, that I'm excited about. So let us know about your services and where we can find you online. Yeah, I send everybody uh, to impactspeakingtips.com. That's kind of like the hub. Uh, give free content out there. Uh, go to impactspeakingtips.com um, and just kind of click on the button. We've got a, a great resource, a free audio book um, that, you know, you can really just learn a lot about getting into speaking and see if it's something that you want to do. Uh, so you can download that uh, audio book, listen to it wherever you want to go. We got blogs, uh, blog posts there on impactspeakingtips.com that can help as well. And if you get that, then you'll join our email list. And I tend, I send out, you know, tons of tips, tons of, of videos. So impactspeakingtips.com. Um, if you're interested right now, we're working with um, colleges to help people get into that industry. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having a virtual showcase, which is basically uh, a time that you'll be able to go and, you know, speak uh, on Zoom. Uh, the, the show, the floor is yours and you'll be able to speak in front of decision makers that are going to bring in speakers. So mm-hmm. if that's something you'd be interested in, again, go to impactspeakingtips.com and uh, sign up for our email list and you'll get information on that. Awesome. So that's impactspeakingtips.com. And what I'll do is include a link to that on our show notes. So if you head to kellydparker.com forward slash podcast and um, scroll down to this episode, you'll get all the details on impactspeakingtips.com. Yeah. All right. Anything else that you want to talk about that we didn't touch on? Um, I think I've kind of shared every, I've shared everything about my life. Like you all know everything about my life, pretty much, uh, business wise for sure. But Kelly, I want to just take a little bit, just a little bit of time is your show, but just take a little bit of time 
to about you because this might have been the first time that either somebody is tuning in or maybe they're 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 catching up, you know, they're binging or whatnot. But I and I personally want to know like why you started this outlet uh for the folks. All right. I'll play along. Is <laughs> you try to corner me on my own show. I'm I'm I'll go along with it. <laughs> But you know what? The show is called The Confident Speaker, and it puts together two ideas, the idea of being confident and the idea of being a speaker. And so I feel like I have varied experiences with both of those things. So in terms of being confident, like I know what it's like to not feel confident. I know what it's like to doubt yourself, to be unsure of yourself, all those things, but then to still turn around and get on the stage and speak, you know, to master the ability to not always do what you feel, but because of your skill set, now you have options and you can make different choices and present in a different way. And so I just wanted to create a platform for however we speak in our life, however you use your voice to be able to have the tips and the tools and the strategies and the, and the tricks to be able to do that at a high level. So whether you're at home, at work, professional, whatever it looks like, I just feel like we all need to be confident speakers. And so I just wanted to create a platform to do my part to, to help and inspire. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Now this or that Netflix or Hulu. (laughs) (laughs) Netflix or Hulu. You know what? It would have been Netflix until. So here lately I discovered 90210 down to Hulu. Oh, it's what's been over. Don't, don't, don't ask me that. Don't, don't tell me that you don't know what Beverly Hills 90210 is. <laughs> Are you serious? You're so, kidding. You're joking, right? I am joking. Oh, I, know what, I was getting I know ready what, to say. I know what Beverly Hills 90210 is. Who's your favorite character? That's a, this is the last question. I didn't even know this before we started. Who's your favorite character? Know. I don't know. I it's it's funny to watch it now as compared to when I was younger. I'm like, y'all crazy. But <laughs> let me think. Who's my favorite? Probably Kelly, my namesake. I'm gonna just go with her. Got but it. um, yeah, I've been doing a heavy on the Hulu behind 90210 and One Tree Hill. You ever watch One Tree Hill? I ain't gonna judge you I, for that. That's a I little never, more. Obscure. I never watched any of the shows that you're talking about. I know what 90210 is, obviously. Okay. But, okay. Um, I'm, all right. Like Whatever. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna go there with you. No, I was more of like a Saved by the Bell guy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm. I'm with that too. All the sitcoms. I'm right there with you. But One Tree Hill was filmed in North Carolina. That's where you are, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. See, you see, you learning, you learning something new every day. Yep. Learning something. That's good. <laughs> but see, now, now, Kelly, now you're going to have all these gifts from your listeners. They're going to see memorabilia from from 90210. No, 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 no. If you want to send me memorabilia, send me something from a different world. OK, <laughs> OK. Do you know what a different world is? I I'm just checking. I'm just checking. I I don't know. I don't know what you Yes, do. I do know what or, the world is. <laughs> I also enjoy the Cosby show. Do you know? I know you all can't see this, but I'm gonna test Odell's knowledge. <laughs> the do Gordon Gartrell. <laughs> yeah. speaking, speaking of memorabilia, I have a cup 
that shows the image of Theo in his Gordon Gartrell designer Not shirt. Yeah, um, if you're familiar with the hurt. episode. So, so yeah, that's my stuff. So if you want to send me that memorabilia, by all means do. Well, see, now they know more about you. So next time, the next episode, then whoever you interview, they need to ask you something else. So the people <laughs> can get to know Kelly D. Parker, see what she's about and all that stuff. But see, now I know that. Now I know that you are, you know, you got the Gordon Gartrell, Theo, Cup, that's right. That's right. World, One Tree Hill. See, that's cool. all. All that I got a Hillman T-shirt. Listen, I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. But thank you so much for your time. Truly, 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 this has um, been such a blessing. So I just say, keep on doing what you're doing, and whatever I could do to support you, please let me know. Cool. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. Wow. I don't know if you know this or not. But people have paid good money for the gems that Odell just dropped on us. So if you have any interest in starting a speaking career or growing your speaking career, I hope that you were taking notes. But believe it or not, I have even more content with Odell that I want to share with you. And if you want access to that content, go ahead and find me on Instagram. I'm at I am Kelly D. Parker. That's D as in Denise. And click the link in my bio. Or head over to kellydparker.com forward slash podcast and you can find the content there. Thank you for joining me and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Confident Speaker Podcast. If you found this content valuable, make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others join the Confident Speaker family. Thanks again and see you next time.